Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Well, this is a real treat right here. Uh, We have retired Hall of Fame sports writer and Westwood uh, high grad from Massachusetts. Westwood High. All right. Jackie McMullen. She's on the Harbor One hotline to talk about her friend, Bill Russell, who we are uh, taking so much time to remember and honor today. Jackie, thank you for joining us. Uh, first question I have, to ha- I have to ask you is, do you have a Bill Russell story or memory that really sticks out in your mind as you are thinking about him today? Well, I do, Megan, actually. It's pretty personal. I mean, I got to know Bill I was very young. Obviously, I was way too young to cover him, but he was around a lot in the mid-'80s when I was starting to show up at the Garden, so I met him uh, at that time. And just, you know, he was the guy that he'd walk into the the arena, and the, it was like the Red Sea party, and everybody just, you know, stood out of the way as he walked through. And and uh, I had gotten to know him a little bit, so I would, you know, when he was when he would come to the garden, I would often speak with him, say hello. And this one particular time, I'm I'm with my daughter. My daughter was about nine, I think. My daughter Allie, and we were at the game, and um, I really wasn't working that night. I was just with her, and we were standing near the court, and in walks Bill Russell. And you know, even though I knew Bill a little bit at that time, yeah, I wasn't going to run over and say, "Hey, man," you know, I didn't know him so well. I could say, hey, Bill, what's happening, you know? So I kind of stood off to the side, and, you know, I wouldn't have blamed him one bit if he had just walked by and kept going. Um, as we were standing there, I would have understood there were so many people just watching him and following him. And But he didn't. He, you know, he came over and he stopped, and he didn't even address me. He just saw my little nine-year-old daughter and said, well, what do you do? <laughs> and my daughter was like, yes, this six-foot-nine, very imposing, intimidating guy. And she kind of stammered, and she said, well, uh I play soccer. And he said, soccer, huh? Well, you, you're going to be tall like your mom. You really should just play basketball. And she kept walking. And so we, we got home that night and um, Allie said to my, my husband, daddy, I have to quit soccer. Bill Russell says I should play basketball. <laughs> well, that'll do it. That's a pretty good family memory for us. Yeah, you know? it is. Jackie, it's Lou. Good to hear from you. Um, hey, Lou. How you doing, dear? I am very good. So, you know, with Bill Russell... A lot of people, like me, maybe our listeners, a generation it was more early '80s, right? Boston Celtics. That was my first love of the Celtics. So we don't, you know, know Bill Russell, the player. Um, and I'm just curious, how would you look at him as not just the player, but maybe as the person? We talked to ML Carr, talked about what he had done, you know, for the black community, right. black athletes. But how would you right. categorize him, maybe for our younger audience? In my mind, he is the single most significant basketball and impactful basketball player that ever lived, and I don't think it's close. And I say that not because he won at every level, which he did, high school, college, and the pros, not because he won 11 out of 13, which we all know will never, ever, ever, ever happen again, but because he did that in a climate where NBA players were nobodies. They didn't get paid anything. Nobody came to the games unless Wilt was playing Russ. You know, the rest mm-hmm. of the games, you could, buy, you could walk up and buy a ticket. It was not a popular sport. It was rarely televised. And 
here he is operating under that environment, but meanwhile, never identified himself as a basketball player. He was much more brilliant and complex than that. And yet, against that backdrop, he had the courage to go out and to not talk about being a civil rights activist, being one, acting like one. When Medgar Evers gets assassinated and Bill Russell has a conversation with Medgar Evers' brother, he's, he's on a plane down to Mississippi. And this is, we're talking the 1960s here. Yeah. And putting together a, a um, blended clinic for black and white kids, an integrated clinic, mm. unheard of and dangerous, crazy, really, if you think about it. But that's how Bill Russell rolled. And so when I think about him, you know, he was probably the greatest rebounder that ever lived. I think he averaged 22-plus rebounds a game for his career. We can talk about his, you know, defensive genius, how he could – he wouldn't just block shots out of bounds and then scream like the guys do today. He'd block shots and then tip them ahead to Sam Jones or Bob Cousy. That's a, an art form in itself. I just think of him – the, the picture was so much bigger than that. He's there when – Martin Luther King is assassinated and he's talking with the commissioner of the NBA and the mayors of those cities. And, and, you know, he doesn't want to play devastated. His friend has been, has been murdered and yet understands that if they play that maybe for one night, the rioting is quiet, it gives people something else to look, look at. And so just involved in so many um, big, big moments in history, he, he became very involved with the uh, desegregation of busing in Boston, which you, which everyone can remember, Lou, I think you're old enough to remember what a hot topic that was, what a terrible time it was for our city, um, how our city was portrayed and, you know, honestly, fairly, very shameful um, black mark on our city's history. And yet here's the, the, the most iconic athlete in the city standing up for the, black, the rights of those young black kids in that city. And that was not a popular stance. And he was he paid dearly for it. As you guys know, vandals broke into his home defecated on his bed, um, smeared feces on his wall. And yet, he, that guy didn't waver, man. Bill Russell never wavered. He, he didn't care if you liked you. He didn't care if you liked him. He was going to do what he thought was right. And nothing, and I mean nothing, was going to stop him from doing that. Jackie, we certainly think of Tom Brady as the uh, the modern quote unquote winner for what he did here with the Patriots and now in Tampa Bay. Right. Uh, came across this note from uh, Bob Ryan on Russell in his final fourteen years as a basketball player. Bill Russell's team participated in twenty one winner take all contests, <laughs> nine in the NCAA's, one Olympic, ten game sevens, a game five. He went twenty one and zero, but more importantly, his team went twenty one and zero. Why was he such a great winner? Because it's obviously not just about what he was doing. He found a way to make sure his five guys beat the other five guys every time. Right. So I said he was the most significant and impactful player. He was probably also the best teammate that ever lived. And if you talk to Fat Sanders or, or uh, Bob Cousy or all those guys from the old days, Sam Jones, Casey, you know, Casey used to talk about him with such reverence. John Thompson, the Georgetown coach, just idolized Bill Russell. I loved uh, talking to Wayne Embry. Uh, who's, you know, was, was Bill's backup for a time with the Celtics. When you listen to them talk about how he, he was the guy that always knew when things were getting a little squirrely, he always knew which guy to go put his arm around us. He always knew which guy to draw in, to sit down and make feel part of it, you know. But the big joke with Bill Russell is he really wasn't a great scorer. And uh, Red thought Red Rarbeck was getting worried about it. So he, he drew up this play, six, for Bill's number. And he, he ran a play for Red Arback. Well, I mean, Red played for Bill Russell, and, and Bill was just so concerned about 
you know, keeping all his teammates involved and having them feel part of it, that he was the fifth option on his own play. <laughs> he ended up passing it to everybody. And I think that was, he just didn't care about the numbers and the accolades. He cared about the championships. That's what he cared about. And I just, I, you know, I've, I've watched him not only with the players that played with him alongside the Celtics, but, you know, I, I covered the NBA for over 40 years and the stories that Kobe Bryant told me that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar tells about how Dr. J and Dr. J, Dr. J was, a, was an undergraduate at UMass and Bill Russell went up to do a speech there and then afterwards took, took young Julius Irving out to dinner and talked to him for three and a half hours and not one of those hours was about basketball. It was about paying it forward, about being a leader, about standing up and, and, and being a strong black activist. That was the kind of things that Bill Russell talked to him about. To Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was Lou Alcindor at the time, to Kevin Garnett, to Kobe Bryant, to Shaq, to LeBron. I can name so many of the biggest, biggest stars in the game who hung on every word that he said. And, and I always, you know, it's a shame to me in some ways, Bill Russell never made a lot of money playing basketball. They, nobody did back then. He and Wilt did the best of them all, but, you know, they had $8 a day meal money. They were, they were traveling by train, and if they were playing in Fort Wayne, the train didn't stop near the hotel, so they had to trudge across a cornfield with their, with their suitcases on their backs. So to me, that makes it even more extraordinary what Bill Russell accomplished. All right, Jackie McMullen, uh, known for her writing in ESPN, uh, the Boston Globe. She says she's retired now, but she keeps coming out of the woodwork and giving us such great reporting. We loved your piece that you wrote on Ime Odoka just a couple months ago. Uh, so hopefully you continue to do that. And by the way, uh, if you're interested in hearing more about Bill Russell, Jackie has a great podcast that she just did for the Ringer uh, icons. Jackie, thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure, Megan. I, I love your stuff. You're doing a great job. Keep those guys in line, girl. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, she's Thank having you, trouble Jackie. with Christian, but we're all trying to rally <laughs> him in. Oh, good. I'll all talk right. to Christian. I'll take care of that. <laughs> Thanks, you. Jackie. Thanks, Jackie. All right. Coming up, it is a new era in Massachusetts because they have legalized sports betting. Well, what does that mean? When can you actually place a bet? What can you bet on? How is this going to work? We're going to do that in just a few minutes. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.